Hello and welcome to the Creativity Conference official podcast. My name is Aidan Road. I'm the assistant manager of the conference and I'm very excited to be hosting this podcast where I will be discussing all aspects of creativity with some world-class creatives who we are lucky enough to be joined by as speakers for the Creativity Conference. Today I am joined by the founder and director of the Creativity Conference, Maxim Jago. For those of you unfamiliar, Maxim is a film director, author, futurist and keynote speaker. And he recently moved down to London. Maxim, how are you doing? And how's the move going? Uh, I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, mayhem, making preparations for the conference and my various other projects. And uh, I had thought, you know, moving to London will, you know, it's just moving boxes into a room, right? So how, how hard can it be? And I'll just carry on working and maybe every now and then I'll empty a box. Um, this, of course, is utter foolishness and naivety, and it's taken me a little while to be able to see the floor at all. And um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's been good. Yeah. We are still sort of running the wave of of positivity following the Creative View conference that we held online uh, back in August 2021. Right. Do you have any reflections on that event and how it went from your perspective? Well, I mean, I think that the uh, it's just phenomenal. You know, it's the same as the conference that we held in January. For me, one of the most exciting uh, features of the conference that emerged uh, naturally from both events is this kind of uh, giving economy idea. Uh, everybody that engages with the conference, they're they just want to give. And I think that's something that's that's not discussed very often in the context of art and creativity. You know, people usually there's this big shazam, like you know, here here's my great new work, and and expect to be moved and profoundly transformed by the work. But but what I've learned about about creatives of all kind is that they're not just looking to be causal agents and to make new things happen and and change the world. They genuinely want to be in service. They want to be in the service of of not just humankind, but the service of the world. And they're seeking ways to be of service. And so one way that they can do that is to create work that is transformative for people and expands their understanding and their wisdom and insight. And so they do that. That's their primary occupation. But and of course, you know, the creativity comes in many forms. But but another way that this happens is literally, you know, an artist might say, oh, I'm struggling with this thing. I'm not quite sure how this technology works or how how this how I should approach this and every artist or creative any kind of any kind in earshot will jump on there and say oh yeah I had that problem before and here's what you need to do and let me recommend this particular tool or this particular approach everybody just wants to give and I find that uh, incredibly moving uh, and beautiful uh, we had that recently with the creativity conference uh, sorry the creativity uh, the creative community we have as a parallel organization for the conference where somebody announced a project and just everyone on the call uh, jumped up and said, oh, I can introduce these people and I can do this thing for you and I can set this thing up. And it was just such a pleasure to witness it and uh, very humbling to have been the person that that set it up. And that really is my uh, my overarching goal, I think, for the conference next year in August. Uh, in Iceland is to 
to create an environment where those kinds of future collaborations can emerge, where people can be supportive of one another and they can give. And uh, I must say, I wasn't expecting that, you know, from the conferences that we hosted. I thought it was all going to be about the the wow factor of um, creative insight and, and wisdom, creative wisdom, if you can use the term that way. Um, but instead, what I saw was this emerging of humanity and uh, care and kindness. And it's it just really beautiful. Yeah. And the creative community, as you mentioned, that was sort of the goal of, of creating that was sort of to foster this giving community. And I think that's, that is exactly the verbiage that we've used in newsletters and stuff is to join the creative community and uh, contribute yourself to this, this giving economy. So um, yeah, and I think that's been really successful, successful. We've got hundreds of members on it already, and there's yeah. so much positivity being produced there. Part of the reason for the, the creative community is I, I went to two film schools, right? So I, um, I paid my way to film school uh, by doing tech support um, in a call center, which is um, a unique experience that I think everyone should have in order to feel love and compassion for people when they telephone call centers. <laughs> you need to know the experience they're having. But uh, my second film school, I remember two weeks in, I was really frustrated because I'd been at film school now for two weeks and nobody had argued with me about a film. Not a single disagreement, no debate about whether the opening sequence for one film was great or whether a performance was good or bad. And uh, after two weeks, I managed to find one person who was ready to have a debate about a particular film. And I feel like we're in this, this sort of dangerous place creatively, uh, culturally at the moment, because every time anybody produces a new piece of work, you get the naysayers, right? And I love that line, you know, uh, what is it? Haters gonna hate, ainters gonna ain't. And I always feel like naysayers are ainters. And they're just, they're not going to do it. And they're just going to criticize you. So that's not particularly interesting. But what we're, what we seem to be moving away from culturally is this realm, this incredibly healthy realm of debate where people clash and argue and disagree about the best way to convey an idea or, or whether a medium is any good or not. And, and people, you know, used to have to fight for it and, and argue and present their case for why they created work the way they did. And now we live in this sort of frightened cultural landscape where people are afraid to criticize for fear of it implying some bias or some inappropriate, uh, non-politically correct uh, attitude. And uh, I think it's really stifling creativity. So one of the things that I'm hoping will emerge in the creative community, and, and um, we're looking at expanding the functionality a little bit, we're looking at introducing uh, integrated uh, uh, conversations and dialogues and file sharing, but I'm hoping people do a little bit more than just say how wonderful work is. You know, I want them to challenge the, create, the, the artist, I want them to debate with them so that they they feel that they have they do have to justify you you should be able in my view to justify the creative decisions that you've made whether it's parenting running a company architecture a poem a painting a dance a choreography whatever it is you should have a reason why and if the reason why is i had no idea what i was doing i just applied these rules to the process and explored it fine why did you approach it that way? What was the background to your decision? 
to approach this with a kind of random whatever. And uh, I'm hoping we get more of that debate. And of course, I'm hoping we'll get it in Iceland. I want to see people arguing not about, you know, um, these are really important issues, right? Gender inequality, the underrepresentation of minorities, people feeling safe to have a human experience, right? Whoever they are. I think these are really, really important. Um, and we should we should face those issues head on and, and attempt to resolve them. But what I really want to see at the conference and in the community is people having heated, angry debates about existentialism or postmodernism. You know, I, I might I might actually set myself up in the foyer. We've got this really big foyer area uh, at Reykjavik University. I might set myself up saying, you know. With, you know, people have those tables with a big sign. I'll have a sign saying something like postmodernism is poison, prove me wrong, and just sit there with pots of coffee and see who wants to debate it. And if I can witness people having a heated, loud, angry argument about something like postmodernism, fantastic. This yeah. is the debate we want to have. Yeah, some people might argue that Twitter is the, the playground for such, for many debates. Um, some potentially more <laughs> questionable than it's others. It's awful though. If you look at social media, there's, yeah. a, there's a beautiful video I saw that was intended to sum up social media. And it's a it, there's a fence and there's two small dogs, one on either side of the fence. And they're barking, 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 rah, 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 really aggressive, rah, jumping up at each other. And it turns out that the fence is a, a gate and the gate slides open between them. And then these two dogs that are doing rah, 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 uh, are now face to face with no gate in the way. There's no set, they're, they're not safely apart. And the dogs just both look at each other and just walk off. <laughs> yeah. There's no conflict. They stop barking. They're not willing to step up for the things that they're saying. And I, and I think the danger, you know, I, I have a kind of hierarchy of orders of, of awfulness for communication. I think text message is right up at the top of terrible ways to communicate. If you want to have an important conversation with someone, the absolute worst way to do it is with text because, because of our evolution, whenever we miss information from any situation, we imagine the worst possible version of that information. So when you get a text message, you can't read the sentiment with which that message was sent. There's no way. It's just like, you know, maybe I'll see you later, right? That's a great example. Maybe I'll see you later. And it could be that the person was just nonchalantly thinking, oh, great, we had a lovely time today, and maybe I'll see you later as well. Or it could be like, yeah, maybe I'll see you later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so our brains are wired. It's a revolution to imagine this terrible explanation. So we tend to read things negatively. This is like pick up the phone, have a face-to-face -face meeting so you can so you can see the kindness in the person's eyes and the, the warmth in their voice and hear the warmth in their voice. So you got text messages and then email's awful. But you know, what, they've increased the character count on Twitter now. But do you really want to be having a debate about whether, you know, postmodernism is good or not? I, I like I like pre-Raphaelite art, right? I, I'll sit at a table in the foyer with a big sign saying pre-Raphaelite. The pre-Raphaelites are the best, prove me wrong. That's that's what I want to what I want to yeah. debate. But yeah, yeah, I think um I think those platforms are not helping there are better platforms you know like uh, reddit and tumblr and there's a few different platforms where people really write meaningful essays but there it is yeah you mentioned the the foyer there let's let's talk about iceland um we recently announced this next big conference in iceland which is taking place in august 2022 
uh, more information is at creativityconference.is/iceland. Um, what is so special about this Iceland event, and why did you choose Iceland to host it? Do you know, I I just I feel quite emotional about this event. Uh, it, it's just so exciting, and so so what's special about it is 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 what we're not doing and what we are doing, right? So uh, so we've got so what we're not doing is techniques technology, workflows, business skills, branding, um, legal issues, you know, we're not going to be doing how to how to advertise and we're not doing marketing, right? None of that. And we're also not particularly focusing on social issues. Um, and, and I know that that could be seen as a little bit of a little bit controversial. And I was I was speaking with somebody last night at dinner about this. And, and once again, I got kind of emotional about this that you know, there's all this stuff going on in the world that's painful to witness. And and sometimes I think I feel ashamed to be associated with a culture or, or to live in a world where I'm participating and, and these things are happening, right? I'm just ashamed by it. And uh, and, and I'm angry and I, and I want us to do what we can. And we need to face these things and discuss them. But what I've noticed is that, you know, it's every single time every single public event ever every single one is some problem in the world and social issues and a, an identifiable group of particular need that's the phrase that that public funding bodies like you know and it doesn't matter what the identifiable group is it could be the victims of domestic abuse or it could be victims of knife crime it's always victims right it's always somebody who is suffering and they have a problem because they're powerless to overcome their suffering and that powerlessness this idea that they're powerless is poisonous it's so damaging and so i felt like wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be just amazing if we had one event a year, just one right just a single event where all we do is celebrate and so all we focus on you know we and it's amazing because we've just got the most extraordinary speakers they're just incredible and when I tell them this, and I, and I say, you know, what I really want you to do is talk about all the things you wish you had the opportunity to speak about, but you just don't get the opportunity because you're busy, you know, you're dealing with some, some agenda from the organization that you're speaking for. We have no agenda at all. The only uh, request is that you speak about your inspiration. Like why is it that that inspires you so much that you feel compelled to take action? And, and what do you do about that inspiration? What, what is it that takes you into the realms where you, you must create something truly original? And how do you do that? What is it that makes you jump out of bed in the morning and work 16 hour days to, to create this amazing thing that you, that you hope is gonna change the world? You hope that people will feel different after they witnessed what you created. Or, uh, you know, I think the creative work, whatever your medium is, that it's a medium, right? So what's it carrying? What is it a conduit for? And I think that creative work is a medium for your personal, subjective insight, wisdom, experience. You're conveying wisdom via your medium. Wow. Let's talk about that. And let's have the inside truth. You know, what do you find difficult? What do you find exciting? What do you find makes you feel alive? Because I think the things that make you feel alive are the things uh, 
that are they're like a manifestation of love for us. So uh, it's just going to be magical. We've got these these speakers. You know, we, we've got um, seven concurrent rooms at Reykjavik University, which is gorgeous, beautiful landscape around it. It's Iceland. Bring a camera. <laughs> you know, it's just indescribably beautiful in Iceland. Uh, number one in the peace index in the world for 12 years running, super safe. Most people speak English. Uh, it's a Scandinavian type Nordic nation, depends which, which places you go. Uh, it's gorgeous people, great temperament. We've got seven concurrent rooms that will have sessions all day long. We have a digital experience room that we're planning. Uh, we've got, uh, we're working with Dell, Intel, and NVIDIA to produce um, experiences. We're also talking to a few other organizations to create just unique digital experiences. We've got uh, an interior Japanese garden that we're planning on building in the space where you can meet with people that you feel could be great creative collaborators. We have another uh, function room at a restaurant we're dressing as an interior Icelandic garden. And depending on the numbers that we get, we'll have a third one, which will be a world garden. So you'll be able to say, hey, you seem cool. Let's meet at two o'clock on Thursday in the, in the world garden. I'll see you there. We've got um, mindfulness and Tai Chi classes every morning before the conference begins. We've got a music night on day one, which is that the musician speakers at the conference will be performing live and you can witness their the magic of their creative work. Evening two, we've got the ice museum to ourselves, the entire building to ourselves. And we've got, which is arguably the best dome cinema in Europe. We're gonna be hosting a one minute film competition. We'll be screening the 42 best one minute films in honor of Douglas Adams, uh, just cause um, he's awesome. And then uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for anyone who's not familiar with that reference. And then the closing night, we're looking at making a kind of open night mic where people can get five or 10 minutes to do their thing and share with the group um, what they create and whether it's a poem or a performance or a dance or a song, whatever it is, it's gonna be amazing. So it's uh, three days, three nights, and uh, you know, we've priced, we were including lunches, we've priced it as low as we possibly can. And anybody who can't fly themselves to Iceland to attend this wonderful conference, we're providing free access to the live streams remotely. So, uh, no charge whatsoever. If you can't fly yourself in, you can access the live streams for free. And we're doing a kind of low cost paid version where you get access to the replays and over 100 hours of media from our first two conferences and all of the media. It'll be over 100 hours of media, I expect, from this conference. Um, do I seem excited? Because uh, it's kind of the, the people we have coming are just amazing. Oh, and another detail is that basically I want to create an environment where amazing people get to bump into each other and discover amazing things about one another and learn from one another. So the deal that we're offering speakers is that we, we fly them in, we give them four nights in a hotel, not one, so that, and all the speakers want to stay for the full duration of the conference and participate and experience it. So if you attend the conference, you will be hanging out with all of the speakers and don't tell the speakers, but we've, we're making the green room, the speaker ready room, way too small. So they're not, they're not going to be able to just hide in the speaker room. If you're going to attend, the deal is you have to attend. You've got to be there and, and get talking to people. Coincidentally, every speaker is thrilled at the prospect of this. They all want to come.
So asking them to speak really is just an excuse for me to justify giving them a hotel and flying them in. And everyone is going to have this, this rich experience together. And I have a few plans for, uh, for the swag for the conference as well. We'll perhaps talk about that another time. Yeah. And uh, just, just before we, we wrap up, one final question. Um, this is the Iceland conference will be the third creativity conference event that we run. We did the two online ones in January and August 2021. And obviously Iceland is going to be spectacular, as you've just described. I, I can't wait. Um, what inspired uh, you to create the Creativity Conference in the first place? And uh, where perhaps do you see it going in the next five or ten years? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Well, it's two questions, right? So uh, let me start with the second part. My uh, medium-term plan for the Creativity Conference is that we host the major conference. So it's kind of kind of be a bit like TED, right? So we have the major conference that we host in August every year in Reykjavik in Iceland. It's just perfect. You know, you can fly in um, from anywhere in Western Europe or North America conveniently. The flights aren't crazy expensive. Uh, Iceland itself is not cheap, but uh, you know, you can get in. The time zones aren't too diff too different, and it's perfect to serve that part of the world. My medium-term goal is that we add a conference every year in Dubai in uh, December and in Tokyo in April. And so that way we're providing uh, a more localized creativity conference in the West, the Middle East, and the Far East. And, you know, what amazing places to be. In fact, I'm, I'm flying out to Dubai uh, in uh, less than 24 hours to have initial meetings about venues and locations for that. And we may, maybe, I don't know, we might run uh, a one-day creativity conference in, in December 2021 as a kind of warm-up for 2022. So that's my medium-term goal. And I want them to rotate every year. So every four months, there's a major creativity conference in these beautiful, uh, amazing parts of the world. The inspiration for the conference, uh, briefly, was that, you know, I've been a keynote speaker for over 20 years now. And when I go to conferences or film festivals or, you know, sometimes I'm speaking as a futurist about emerging technology and future socioeconomic development and education and media, XR. And sometimes I'm speaking as a filmmaker and I'm talking about uh, media production and directing actors and, and narrative and creativity. But I noticed that whichever conference or event I went to, I didn't really tend to watch other presentations. So if I go to a, a film festival, I go to Cannes every year, I'll be at Sundance, um, South by Southwest, possibly Tribeca, maybe TIFF. Uh, I love Venice, but uh, I, I never watch films. I try to watch one film per festival. I go to these events to meet people. And I started to wonder to myself, what, you know, what kind of conference would I pay to go to myself rather than having the trip paid for because I'm speaking? And I realized that, that what I wanted was an event where people would have an opportunity to connect and engage uh, and, and learn from one another. And so I came up with this idea of a sort of campfire. And so uh, the idea is that the, the approach we want the speakers to take, I mean, we have um, a choreographer, Kelly Sweeney, she's gonna come over and talk about self-expression through movement. So those would be really big dance classes. You know, there are some, some experiences that we're presenting, but probably in the main, it's gonna be, you're sitting around a campfire with an old friend and you say, hey, you do that thing, don't you? That, that really amazing thing that you do. Tell me about that. 
and the person your friend of yours says gets a another marshmallow right they get another stick and they put the marshmallow on the fire and they say oh, let me tell you the real truth of that thing right let me give you the real insight into that into my process and you nibble your marshmallow and you say great yeah yeah and you and you learn the truth of the thing you know it's phenomenal and but there's there's a second part to this so you know we've got these people sharing uh, their insights and inspiration um, but my role in it is i'm not speaking i'm doing one keynote uh, because it's my conference and uh, i want to do the day two keynote but i'm not giving any presentations i'll probably be running around actually you and i will probably be running around like crazy um, yeah. making sure everything goes smoothly but we're uh i will be taking speakers out to dinner and all of that sort of thing um and we've got louisa winters who will be taking people out for drone flying sessions he's going to take people out to do the uh, interstellar canyon scene hopefully i don't know for sure uh, that was shot in Iceland and teaching people how to fly drones and get beautiful cinematography. It's going to be great. Uh, but for me, my goal is to hold the space. I want to create an environment. You know, the spirit of this conference is one of a compassion and comfort and safety and inspiration where we can be like children and not fear that we'll be laughed at or judged or that we, or, you know, there is no getting it wrong, right? Actually, I was speaking to somebody about this the other day, and I, I absolutely, I, and I know we're we're running over here, but let me uh, let me share this one beautiful insight that I, I stole from somewhere else, can't remember where, years ago. So the idea is that there is only one ocean. So whether it's the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean, let's say it's the Atlantic Ocean. There is only one Atlantic Ocean, and it is unique. And there's only one unique Atlantic Ocean, and therefore it is perfect. There's nothing to compare it to. You can't say, well, that's that's an okay Atlantic Ocean, and the other Atlantic Ocean is better. It is unique and therefore perfect. And by the same token, each person alive in the world today is unique and is therefore perfect. And I would love it if everyone who attends the conference experience that that inner realization that they are perfect exactly as they are and what they feel moved to bring to the world the gifts that they want to share with the world that self-realization that fulfillment of their potential is it right that's creativity and it doesn't matter if what you're bringing to the world is a painting or a song or a poem or a novel or just a great conversation, or or maybe you're a bard, you know, you're a storyteller of the modern age, which is what I always think filmmakers are, you know, in a sense as well. But uh, whatever that is, I think it's helpful to feel truly safe. And that's my job as the person um, founding and setting up this conference. If I can enable everybody involved to feel not childishness, but childlike naivety, oh, fantastic. That's and, and we, you know, we're witnessing that with the creative community. We witnessed it uh, with the previous two online conferences. Just think how wonderful it's going to be. I mean, we're we're looking to see whether we can install a Japanese foot spa, just so that people can chat uh, while having their feet in a Japanese foot spa. Who wouldn't want to sit and talk about this amazing session they just witnessed in a Japanese foot spa? So that's that's kind of the you know the inspiration for it. I'm down. I'm down for that. I'm down for the foot spa. Definitely. 
um well that is as you say about all the time we have uh thank you very much maxim for joining me and i cannot wait for iceland 2022 it's gonna be just fantastic yeah me too um, thank you thank you and, uh, and i should say if anyone has any questions at all um you know my just email us through the website and uh and if anyone has any ideas you know, I, I love saying yes to other people's ideas because uh, it, it just makes you do better, right? <laughs> if someone has a better idea than you do and you and they gift that idea to you, thank you. You know, it's a, it's wonderful. So please, please do. Oh, and sponsors. We love sponsors. I, I just want to mention. Especially the sponsors. Oh, yeah. 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 We've got a sponsorship page. Yeah. Sponsorship <laughs> at creativityconference.is. Just throw that in there yes. as well yeah um yes thank you uh for listening thank you again for joining me maxim and uh i cannot wait to interview more speakers on this podcast so make sure to tune in next time where we'll be exploring creativity with another fantastic speaker <laughs>